Welcome back to the latest episode of the Ford Financial Group Financial Insights Podcast. My name is Brian Ullman, and today we'll be talking about paying back your loans from college. You racked them up, and now it's time to pay them back. We're going to talk about a few ways how to get that done. So stick around, and we'll get started in just a minute. Okay, welcome back. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a certified financial planner and financial advisor here at Ford Financial Group. And the object of this podcast is to cover the questions that our clients and our listeners ask us the most. One of the most popular topics has revolved around college savings, planning for college, and even paying back the loans from college. So that's what we're going to be covering today reviewing a little bit of some of the topics that were covered in our last newsletter. If you're interested in signing up for the newsletter that we send out monthly uh, or our investment insights newsletter that's sent out quarterly, you can email us at info at fordfg.com. You can also go to our website and sign up for our newsletter at www.fordfg.com. Or you can give us a call. 559-449-8690. But either way, this is one of the subjects that we covered, and I think it's useful. And so that's why we want to cover it here on this podcast. Uh, And really, the genesis of this uh, was an article written recently in the USA Today, and the headline just jumps off the page, College Student Loans, Debt Hits New High in 2018. It's no big secret, uh, but student loans play a huge part of the college experience. And at some point, um, these students graduate, go off to get jobs, and are have to reckon with paying back the money that was borrowed. So last year, college seniors graduated with a diploma, hopefully, a well-paying job also, hopefully, and an average student loan debt of $29,200, this according to a new study put out by the Institute for College Access and Success. We'll link some of this, or these articles in the show notes. Um, but almost two in three college seniors or about 65% of who graduated from public and private nonprofit colleges in 2018 carried college debt into their postgraduate world. Um, so the the state of Connecticut actually held the dubious honor of the largest debt load at $38,699, while the lucky students in Utah had the lowest average burden of $19,728. So if there's any good news here, it's actually that debt levels were up only 2% from the year prior, from 2017. But I don't think anyone's surprised by this high debt burden. College costs have been soaring, and that that much is well-documented. Even as we look back and we go over this in the newsletter, in 1985, the annual tuition, fees, and room and board rates charged to full-time undergraduate students at a four-year public university ran $3,859. Not a bad deal. By 2015, the cost had ballooned to more than $19,000, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. In fact, if we're going to be specific here, we've gone from $3,859 to $19,189 over the course of 30 years. For, for private schools over the same period, it grew even more, $9,228 in 85 to $39,529 in 2015. So the increase in costs is pretty sobering. There's no wonder so many kids today graduate with both a degree and a heavy debt burden. Now the averages and costs are going to vary, but they paint a pretty unsettling picture here. So while 
I certainly believe that a college education is a worthy investment, and I know a lot of other people do too, but $30,000 in debt is a heavy burden for someone that's 21 or 22 or maybe 23 years old. And unfortunately, many of these students underestimate the time it's going to take to pay back their student loans. According to a survey of 2,500 recent and soon-to-be graduates, respondents believe that they're six years away from being debt-free. No chance. There's no chance, if only. Um, we'll, I'll link that study in the notes here, but it's really a, a pipe dream almost to think that at six years after graduating, short of inheriting money or doing something else, um, that you're going to be able to pay that back. The, the, certainly the average student isn't going to be able to do that. And so there is certainly this misunderstanding about students as to the level of debt they're taking on. So earlier this year in this podcast and also in our newsletter, we reviewed 529 plans. So as I mentioned this month, we're going to offer a few ideas that can help bring your student loans or any debt burden, quite frankly, under control. But before we begin um, with these ideas, it's important to know that there's no magic formula here. Debt is debt. It accrues interest and lenders expect to be paid. But if you set a goal and map out a plan and stick to that blueprint, I think you're going to be surprised at the kind of ground that you can cover and that the fact that this can get paid off for you in a fairly timely fashion. So with that said, typical rates run from about four and a half to 7% with a term of about 10 years for these student loans. So that's a month, you're looking at a monthly payment of about uh, $324 and $9,702 in interest on the average debt of a little bit more than $29,000, assuming that's about 6% of interest. So $324 a month and a total of about $9,700 in interest over the term. So let's talk about some of these ideas here. Um, first, apply for student loan forgiveness. You can try, but the odds are low that you're going to have success here. But the department, just the, the truth is in the stats. The U.S. Department of Education re- rejected 99% of the applicants who applied for relief between May 2018 and May 2019, according to the Government Account- Accountability Office. So you can try there. That's one way to start. But there are some other more realistic ideas here. Um, you want to make more than the minimum payment. That's number two. By adding just $100 a month to your payment, you'll pay the average debt off three years early and shave a cool $3,000 off your interest payments over the term. And that's just using a bankrate.com loan calculator to figure that number out. So be sure to confirm your extra payments are correctly applied to the principal uh, because that's an important step, uh, especially as it relates to the method that you use to pay down your debt. So uh, another way to go here is by using something called the avalanche method, which is to pay off your high rate loans first. I think this is a favorite among some financial advisors because it it always comes down to numbers and it's always in theory better to pay off loans that have high interest. So if you have more than one loan, you make the minimum payment on the lower rate loans, but apply that extra payment to the highest rate loan first. There's no reason to pay any more interest than necessary is the thinking here. So that's one way to go that help you to help you kind of whittle away at your debt at your student loan or just general debt burdens. Uh, and then another thing to do is to use the snowball method. Um, the snowball method asks that you pay off the smallest loan first. So this may lo- this loan may not be your most expensive loan, but you it allows you to feel a sense of accomplishment from checking that box or wiping out one loan. It's visible, tangible progress when a loan fades into oblivion and goes away. 
I like the snowball method. I know it's maybe not the financially most efficient way to go, but it's also important that we don't underestimate the importance of having a win as you're trying to whittle away your debt. Plus, by knocking out one loan, you can improve your credit score and lower your debt to income ratio. It's also important not to overspend and reward yourself when you've paid off your first loan. It's an accomplishment, but you're not done yet. So when you're done with paying off the smallest loan first or the, the, using the avalanche method, using the highest rate loan first, roll over the payment. Once you've eliminated that first loan, take the entire payment and roll it into the loan with the next highest rate or the loan with the lowest balance. You see what we're doing here? We're, we're using momentum. So you're still paying off the same amount of debt every month or you're, as part of your cash flow, you're paying out the same amount, but you're using it in a better way, in a more mindful way. Because when that first loan is paid off, you have additional cash flow to pack into a third loan. And then you keep that ball rolling until you've eliminated all of your student debt. Um, but once that student debt is gone, I wouldn't stop there. You, you might want to use these methods to tackle credit card debt or save for a down payment on a home. Really, what you're doing is you're establishing the right patterns when you're young that's, that will pay dividends throughout your life. And that's to focus financially on a goal, whether it's paying off debt or saving money or investing. And, and that's incredibly power as you set your financial foundation going forward. Another thing to think about is can you finance to lower rates? A lower interest rate may translate into fewer payments. Just be careful though, when you do this about extending the length of the loan, lower payments may be tempting, but the goal is to obliterate your student loans and not pile up additional interest and delay that day when you're going to be student debt free. So, um, just keep in mind, if you're refinancing, there's often as part of the refinancing is that you extend the term. So let's say you have four years left on your student loan and you want to refinance it. That refinancing might create a 10 year loan and a whole new student loan here. Uh, so make, just make sure that you're not extending the length of the loan and that you're just reducing your interest rate. Another idea here is to use the auto payment option. And I would say absolutely use this as a, if it's available to you and Oftentimes, auto payment, especially in late 2019, is about the only way to go. If your if your loan servicer offers auto payment, you've got to do it. Many of them offer a savings of a quarter of a percent of interest on the loan, and auto payment's a great way to set and forget paying back debt. You can just have it automate automatically go. You don't need to worry about late payments or missing a payments or late fees or any sort of black mark on your credit report from missing your student loan payments. Um, and then finally here, be careful with extended payment plans. Um, even though they reduce your monthly payment and they may be income-based, it's going to take you longer to pay off your student debt and you'll end up paying more interest. And so these plans are often available to people who can't afford to make their loan payments. And what happens is instead of it's not that it makes the loan smaller, it makes the payment, payment smaller. So it extends the term of the loan and you can just wind up paying more in interest over time because you're not paying this down. So keep that in mind. So um, those are some ideas for, for paying off debt and paying down student loans. Uh, you know, I know that we're talking about this in the context of student loans, but it's possible for you to use these techniques in paying down jet debt generally. If you want to get your house paid off, or if you have, if you're swimming in credit card debt, that's another that's another way to do it. That's where I really like that snowball method. Or you can use the avalanche method uh, if we're talking about higher interest rates because credit cards tend to have high interest rates. But the goal here is to put in in the case of college, the goal here is to put your college debt in the rearview mirror. And so the way to do that is to be strategic about your choices, set up a plan, 
Use these pointers that we've described here today as a guide and ask us if you have questions. Uh, Sign up for our newsletter because these are the kinds of things that we're going to address in in the newsletter. And and if you have questions, you can email us at info at FordFG.com. You can find us on the internet at www.fordfg.com. That's short for Ford Financial Group. Uh, Or you can call us. Our local number is 559-449-8690. So we'll leave it right there. Thanks for listening. Um, We look forward to chatting with you next week about our next topic. And now it's time for some of our disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.